Every single time Hunter wakes up from a nap these days, he's asking for a snack and it's usually a fruit snack. And I used to say heck no to all kinds of fruit snacks and goodies like that because I hated all of the artificial dyes, harmful ingredients, and the ridiculous amount of sugar that they have. And while I still am a big proponent in not having all of those things all the time, I find so much hope in knowing that Thrive Market has me covered and has Hunter covered for not just all of those sweet fun treats, but also other essentials while keeping him safe and healthy. And it's honestly become a fun little tradition for Michael and I to sit down and pick out our Thrive Market order. They're so amazing and such our go-to for delicious snacks and pantry essentials and so much more. Their app is so easy to use and everything is delivered to our doorstep in a matter of days, which drastically reduces my stress level because making time to go to the grocery store is my least favorite thing to do. Plus, I'm obsessed with their standards. They restrict literally 1,000 plus harmful ingredients and they only allow the most trusted ingredients for you. I mean, even last order, I saved $20 and got an incredible deal on the poppy probiotic sodas that I love. Plus, it's not just good for your family. When you join Thrive Market, they also gift a membership to a family in need, which is the greatest. So let's save time and money and shop Thrive Market today. Go to thrivemarket.com slash truthtalks for 30% off your first order. Plus, you get a $60 gift for free. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash truth talks. Thrivemarket.com slash truth talks. Hey friend, you're listening to Truth Talks with Tara, a podcast dedicated to helping you know, love, and live God's word. I'm your host, Tara, and I am so glad that you're here. Each week, we'll dive into scripture together. We'll answer questions we all have about the Bible and about how to live for God, as well as learn from some of my amazing friends and guests. If you want to see how God's word can truly change your everyday life, this show is for you. My prayer is that we would all grow in our knowledge of God so that we can live boldly for Him. So, what do you say? Let's get into it. Can I just tell you that you're loved? I want to start this episode with a reminder that you are loved. Plain and simple, but not so simple, it's so powerful, that you're loved. Not only by me, because I'm such a big fan of you, not only by your friends and your family in your life, but by God. And maybe I'm thinking this more so because it's Valentine's Day week. If you are listening to this on its launch day, it's actually Valentine's Day today. So happy Valentine's, happy Galentine's. This whole week of love, the love week that some people call it, has me thinking a lot about where you might be in your life and where I have been as well. Whether you're single, whether you're dating, you're married, engaged, whatever season you're in, sometimes this week is not all sunshine and rainbows. It can be full of grief, whether you're missing a loved one or whether you're single and you're grieving the fact that you're not in a relationship that you wanted. And so I just wanted to have a conversation, just you and I. I'm loving these solo episodes, by the way. It's been such a joy just to have a one-on-one with you and your heart and with the Lord. Um, But I wanted to do a one-on-one today and just talk about how to trust God with your love story, trusting God with your relationship status. 
And I would be remiss to not like pull back the curtain and share about my story and be honest and vulnerable with you too. Because honestly, I can sit here all day and share what you should do, but to hear someone's testimony and to hear um, what God has taught someone through their own journey of their own relationship status is and can be so powerful. So I want to do that today. In my book, Surrender Your Story, which is releasing so soon on March 7th, it's available for pre-order right now. But in my book, in chapter four, the whole intro is about trusting God's timing and trusting God with my relationship status. So I kind of want to peel back the curtain and share a little bit more that I haven't actually shared. I share so much in the book about it. Um, Again, more than I ever have. It's pretty vulnerable. There's some things in there that may surprise you. But on this episode today, on this conversation, I wanted to share a little bit about some of the relationships that I had before I met my husband and lessons I learned in toxic relationships and also in my singleness. So when I was 15 or 16, I think it was like freshly 16, I started, well, okay, I got to preface this. I didn't think that I was dating this guy. I was in this total rebellious phase, believe it or not. And so I, I wouldn't tell you, you know, if we go back to when I was 16, I wouldn't admit to you that I was dating this guy, but everything it points to dating. So I had just been diagnosed with fibromyalgia when I was about 14, so before freshman year, and this was the year that I had gotten back into school. My book shares a lot about my journey with chronic illness and what the Lord taught me through that and how he really helped me trust him and surrender through that, um, but fast forward to this, um, this age of 16 when I was finally back in high school after missing a lot of school from just being sick, I was back into getting friends and because I didn't have a lot of friends that first year because I wasn't there. and so. So I was getting my bearings and we had this AG group, which was basically the, like it was after I think third period every day. And it was kind of like a homeroom, like it was your group that you had all four years and they helped you with career stuff and then just kind of like community, as weird as that sounds in a public high school. But I met this guy that was in my AG and really nice guy, really funny, really friendly. I think for me as someone coming back into school that didn't have any friends and didn't have attention, I was like eating the attention up. Like I loved it. And I didn't really think of it much. Um, And then we started texting and started hanging out and he expressed that he really liked me and all the things. And so we kind of started a relationship. I mean, honestly, that's what it was. Um, But for me, the reason why I didn't want to admit it was a relationship was because this guy didn't know the Lord. He was very much not walking with the Lord. He was not a Christian. That was very apparent. And he even told me that. And I told him I was okay with that because I was going through this stage where I was rebellious. I was trying to find my own footing and my parents knew about him. I mean, for a while, I mean, I couldn't, you know, live, you know, where I was and who I was hanging out with. And they were like, Tara, we're concerned. This guy doesn't love the Lord. doesn't seem like a very good influence. And for me, I just didn't take it seriously because I'm like, you know, we're not dating, but everything we were doing, hanging out, like we were dating. Right. And so that was a season of my life that I'm not proud of, but the Lord really taught me a lot through. So this all just led me to being a liar. I was lying to my parents. I was lying to my friends. I was telling them that I was somewhere when I was with him and we were hanging out and It just led to this really toxic thing where um, I always said growing up that I wasn't going to date someone who didn't love the Lord, that missionary dating usually doesn't work out, all the things. And then I was doing it. That was the way I was living. And so that just really led to just a lot of um, just 
I don't even I don't even know how to describe it. It was just a horrible time of life. But finally, the Lord got a hold of me. And again, I share more in my book. But um, the Lord got a hold of me, and I ended up breaking it off. It was really painful. It was the season of trying to regain the trust from my parents and working um, to just have them trust me again. Because after breaking their trust, after lying, it was just such a tender season, of, as you can imagine. And it was a time where there was so much shame associated with what I had done and you know how I had lied to my parents and all the things and so it was just this rebuilding time where I was getting to know the Lord again that I was um, just really repentant and confessing and just making amends for a lot of relationships I had burned because I was just not acting myself I was not following the Lord and so that season was very transformative and it really brought um, my parents and I even closer together thank the Lord Um, but there was a season there and in between where I was like you know what I am just not going to date that already derailed me so much and it was discouraging and so I was single for a good like year it probably was even less than that Um, and that's when I met Michael my now husband but again I want to pull back a little more of the curtain before I kind of share what God's word says about contentment and singleness and trusting him with our relationship Um, but I want to share a little bit more about Michael and I's story so again everything is in the book but I wanted to give you my sweet podcast friends um, a snippet and a sneak peek but so Michael and I had met when we were in high school and um, we were just very young it was after that relationship and he had just broken up with a girl he was dating but you know wasn't super serious and I was like very wary of going into something after after that moment because there was shame there was um, just nerves of getting into something again so with our parents blessing and with their encouragement and their counsel we started dating when we were really young and you know you may hear that and say well Tara that's great for you I'm not even in a relationship like you shouldn't even complain But what happened next was a really big lesson in trusting God with the timing of my story, with the timing of my love story. So wherever you find yourself listening to this right now, whatever relationship status you are, I want you to know that you're not alone in it and that God's timing and trusting him is not a one and done situation. It's something that we all have circumstances to learn from. And so for me, even though I, you know, met my soon to be then to be husband when I was really young, we had a season where we dated for multiple years and I struggled so much to wait for marriage. I wanted that engagement ring. I was discontent a lot of the time. I wish I wasn't, but that's just the truth of it. I really was discontent. I was frustrated. I was distrusting of God because I thought that his timing was going too slow. And I guess all in all, I'm just really hoping that this goes to show that we all struggle with contentment in some way, whether we're single, dating, married, you know, any season of life because we're looking for contentment in the places that it can't be found because the only place it can be found is where? It's in Christ, right? And so let's talk about that today. Let's talk about what it looks like to be content in your singleness. If you're dreading Valentine's Day, if you hate this season, whatever season you're in, if you're waiting for that engagement, let's look at what it means to be truly content and trust God with our love story. So to my single friends, let's talk about this. Let's be honest, whether we want to admit it or not, singleness is actually a lesson on control. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
2024 has simultaneously felt like the longest and shortest year. Our little family has gone through so many highs and lows and joys and valleys. I mean, Hunter's growing up so crazy and our calendars are so crazy. And this is usually the time of year where so many of us give up on our New Year's resolutions. And while some of mine have not panned out, to be honest, there are some that have. I am personally really proud of my consistent workout routine this year. It has been something that has been so off and on since having Hunter. It's also given me so much mental clarity to be physically active. I'm also really proud that I have instilled regular rhythms of rest in my life and not just rest when I'm burnt out, which was usually the norm. When life moves so quickly, let's just slow down and celebrate our little wins and move forward in faith and make adjustments for the rest of the year. This is your little mid-year check-in. Therapy can help you take stock of your progress and set achievable goals for the rest of the year. So if you're thinking about giving therapy a try, try BetterHelp to keep you on track. It's entirely online, so it flows with your lifestyle, and you can select a therapist that fits your needs and beliefs, but also feel the freedom to switch at any time to find the best match. Therapy gives you the space to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and process it, which can be really hard on your own. So visit betterhelp.com slash truth talks today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash truth talks. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Now, hear me out. When we are single and we're discontent with that season, it's us really wanting to inhabit God's role in our lives. We want to become Lord of our lives. When we're trying to control something, it's because we don't believe that God isn't good. So we try to work our way out of the situation, right? That's control. And so sometimes singleness reveals a heart that does not actually trust God because we're trying to control. And so this is just a call to trust God with our entire lives. So not just your singleness. When we start practicing that muscle, muscle, um, for lack of a better word, but I like to think of like, like the heart muscle or a muscle in your body, right? When we practice and we work out that muscle in every area of our lives, in schooling, in work, in, in children and in marriage, and even your day-to-day things and your finances, when we start practicing that muscle of trusting God with every area, it doesn't mean that singleness, trusting God with your singleness and your relationship status is going to be a breeze. But when we start trusting God and working out and exercising that trust muscle in him, it also aids us in trusting God more with our singleness. And now I'm not saying, you know, not go on dates and not put yourself out there when you're single and you desire that and to, you know, get involved places and to be prayerful and to take action if you really desire that in your life and to follow the Lord. But I think what we do need to realize is that sometimes our singleness, the idea of trying to control our lives and the outcome, it can tempt us to believe that God isn't good. So if we're catching ourselves in that mode that I'm like, oh, I'm so frustrated with this life. God is not good to me. Then we may have this problem with control. And so the antidote to control is trusting God, working out that trust muscle in our lives. A good friend of mine also encourages me, and this is something that goes beyond whatever relationship status you're in, but she has always encouraged me. She's like, any season of your life, when I was struggling to wait for engagement, she just said, just seek God's will for today. That's it. 
And I know God's will is ambiguous and it's huge and it's big, but she's like, just follow God today. Get in his word and follow what he says and trust him just today. Because sometimes we're so focused on the future. We're so focused on what we don't have or what we want in the next five to 10 years or where we want to be that we forget to live today. And here's the beauty of living today. It frees us up from stressing. It frees us up from striving. It frees us up from trying to manipulate and control because honestly, that is going just to wear us down. It's going to make us ragged. I don't know if you can relate. I totally can. When I've tried to control instead of surrender, instead of surrendering my story, I've actually found myself more exhausted and depleted. And my life is just a big ball of frustration instead of actually just resting in like, okay, God, I'm going to follow you today. And I'm going to have faith in you today. And I ask that you help me to trust you today. And then get up the next morning and repeat that step. The longings that we have as people for marriage and romance and sex and intimacy and all those things are not wrong. Like, I need you to hear that from me. They're not wrong. God created those things that we would enjoy them. And scripture affirms that over and over again. And the sadness and loneliness that that comes when we don't have those things is natural too. Again, I need you to hear that too. It's not necessarily sinful to be sad or lonely. It's being human. Yet what we need to watch out for is when discontentment and dissatisfaction in God start creeping up as a result of our loneliness and our sadness. Because our loneliness and our sadness and our lamenting, like it's biblical to lament and to sit with God in your grief. But then it starts kind of like tripping over to the other edge of the line when we start to be discontent and dissatisfied in God, which we weren't number one created to be. And number two, we don't need to be because this is where it comes in. We need to combat those feelings in Christ. Jeremiah 2.13 talks about how people would go after cisterns, like basically jars that would hold water, but they're ones that would break and they would not fulfill because Christ is the one we were created for. He's the one that sustains us. He is the one that truly gives us contentment. And from a married woman, I just got to tell you, friend, Michael does not fulfill me in the way that only Christ can. Is that Michael, my husband, my child, anyone in my life that, you know, may be a part of my love story and my life story, they will bring, you know, happiness and joy and they're such a blessing from the Lord, but they do not feel the contentment and the satisfaction that my soul was created for. My son can't, my my future children can't, sex can't, you know, intimacy, romance, date nights. None of those can fill the contentment and the role that only Christ can. Even if God doesn't satisfy the desires that you that you have right now for dating, marriage, for kids, he does promise to comfort us in the waiting. And I hold on to that so much. Yes, even in my seasons, I hold on to that. We can carry on knowing that we can lean on his strength and through that we can live more full and fulfilling lives. Sometimes we know that this is where God has placed us, right? Like if you're single and you're like, okay, God has placed me here, but I am having a hard time being okay with it. I need you to know that 2 Corinthians 3 tells us that God comforts us, that he doesn't leave us without comfort and help. And that comfort can also encourage other people. What you're walking through, if you let the Lord build up your faith, if you let the Lord comfort you and remind you that your contentment only comes from him, you can encourage other people that are going through the same thing. 
It's really incredible. I I think it's so incredible that God would let us use our brokenness and what we've learned to encourage other people. And so I think keeping that in your mind, that number one, that God doesn't leave you without comfort and that his promises for your life remain the same no matter how you feel. And then also knowing that God wants to use you, that your testimony, your brokenness can become an amazing platform to maybe help someone who's in a really dark place, trusting, you know, not trusting the Lord and having a hard time in their relationship status. Let God use you. He wants to use you because he is so mighty in you. And why waste the time that we have now? I know, I know, I know that everyone says it, but you as a sweet single friend, you have purpose here and now. God created us for him. The greatest love stories of our lives, they're not going to be our husbands or our boyfriends, you know, for my ladies listening. They're going to be, it's going to be God. The greatest love story of this world is God. The greatest love of your life is God, should be God, because he is the one that not only is your greatest love, but determines the love of your life, right? And so who better to trust with your story? What you will learn in your singleness will be with you for the rest of your life. What you will learn in your dating relationship while you wait, whatever, whatever your waiting season looks like, will be with you for the rest of your life. And I kind of wish that I knew that to a greater extent when I was in the middle of my waiting season and being so discontent waiting for an engagement ring, you know? What do you want to have learned in that season of your life? If God has marriage and motherhood in your horizon, he will use what you've learned in your singleness for that. Like everything that you've learned now in your waiting season will make you better and more like Christ in the future if you let him. He will use it in every calling he places you in from now until eternity, in mission, in motherhood, in marriage, in all the facets. And so I think if we're more forward thinking like that, like I'm in the middle of my singleness season And instead of being, you know, dissatisfied and discontent and frustrated and grumpy, I actually want to purpose this for good because I know that the Lord is going to use it. I think that would have changed the game so much for me. And last but not least, friend, um, on this Valentine's Day episode, and no matter when you're listening to this, I need you to know that God is not more good to other people than he is to you. To those you look at that have all you want, that are, you know, engaged or maybe even dating, that are married, that have kids. God is not more good to them than you. He does not love them more because he's given them those things, and he doesn't love you less because you don't have those things. Remind yourself of God's goodness. Remind yourself of the cross. God's love is unconditional, and he does not hold anything back from you. That's just the truth of scripture. Sometimes our circumstances, our lack, and our loneliness Tempt us to believe that God isn't good and that he's not loving and that he's holding out on us. But in those moments, we need to preach the truth of scripture over us, that God loves me no matter what, and that God loves us all. That's why, I mean, I talk a lot about this in my book as well. That's why we need to get to know God. That's why we need to know who he is without question. Not only his character, but his promises, which is literally found in God's word. Like we have access to it all the time. Because if we don't know truly what it means for God to be good to us, then we will see our singleness as something unfair. So we need to get in the word daily to remind ourselves of who God is and what he has for us. Friend, God loves you. 
You are held. You are secured. He does not hold out on you. He is not holding back from you. He has such a great purpose for your life. He doesn't want to waste the seasons you are in now. He has comfort for the loneliness and the sadness you may feel. He is the greatest love story of your life, and he can be trusted with the rest of your story and your relationship status, not only because that's who he says he is, because he proved that through sending his son to die for you on the cross, the greatest act of love in your life. Don't settle for a man who doesn't love the Lord, who's not striving to love the Lord. Don't settle for someone just because you feel like you're behind. And don't let your worth and your value be determined by your relationship status or your lack of a relationship. Don't let the enemy fool you into thinking that you are behind, that you are not enough, that you don't have purpose here and now. If you want to learn more about what it looks like to trust God with your story, and not only just say that you trust God, but like truly trust God. If you wanna learn the beauty and freedom of surrender, if you wanna hear more about how to wait on God's timing and actually thrive during that season of your life and learn more about my relationship struggles and stories and all of the things, you can pre-order my new book, Surrender Your Story, Ditch the Myth of Control and Discover Freedom in Trusting God. As you listen to this, we are under a month away from it launching and being in your hands. Make sure to pre-order a copy. The really cool thing about pre-ordering is that you get bonus gifts that no one else is going to get. You get a head start on reading the book, you get the first three chapters, you get a devotional that I wrote for you, scripture cards that are beautiful to print out, and also lock screens that I created, yours truly to remind you of truth. If you loved this episode and you were encouraged by it, I know that you're going to be encouraged by the message of Surrender Your Story. So consider pre-ordering the book. If you already are thinking about getting a copy, pre-order so I can thank you and give you some amazing gifts. This is one of the greatest ways that you can also help support this message and get it out into the world. Pre-orders are so important to help book retailers stock it in their stores and all the things. So head to surrenderyourstory.com right now to pre-order your copy or literally find it anywhere books are sold like Amazon, Target, Christian Book, and Barnes & Noble.